Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 504. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you live from the cab of my F-350 pickup in the dark in Merritt, British Columbia. Nice day. Some stars out. Not a lot of stars. There's some clouds. It's been warm. It's been bad. It's been all sorts of things. We don't care. It's just part of – we're now in autumn, fall. Fall. What is the best part about being in autumn, this time of the year? There's a lot of things that are really good. I know there's a lot of people out there who think that the CFL football fans, playoffs are coming up, serious football happening right now. All of those things are true. 100%, they are awesome. We really need this. This is great. Uh, We're having a fabulous season this year. Everything's great. But what is my single biggest thrill of this time of the year? Candy corn. Candy corn is out. It's in the stores. It's all over the place. It's awesome. It's about the only time of the year that I can get it. So, you know, I buy a big bag, 20-pound bag. I put it in the deep freeze and freeze it, and then I can bring out little bits and chunks out throughout the year. It's awesome. Candy corn, beautiful. Right up until Halloween, you can buy it anywhere. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, I know it's actually probably a food group for some people. Uh, well, there's a lot of people out there who really don't like candy corn. I don't understand why. Candy corn is awesome. It's the best, one of the best candies out there. Okay. And I got a big bag of it sitting here beside me. In fact, I've got one of the the, the mixed specialty bags. It's got those little pumpkins in it, and some candy corn with little brown things on it, and some little green things. And so it's not just candy corn; it's a whole pile of different mixed things. And they all have different flavors to them. It's great. I'm going to be munching on that throughout the show here. Okay. So anyhow, what's going on in football? All sorts of things are in football. We're in full swing. What are we in? Week 16? Week 16? Week 17? Something like that. 21 weeks, so like there's a month left of football. We're almost October 1st right now. This is it. Man, this is coming down to the wire. You guys got to pick up, put on your big girl pants and play some football right now because, hey, it's that time. If you're not making fucking hay right now, you're never going to do it, right? This is one of those things. This is like the, the cliche capital of the world right now. We got to do it. It's one of those things. You just got to play football in October, and you got to play football hard. Felton Johnson comes out with his power rankings the other day, uh, yesterday, or maybe even today, I don't know. He put Toronto in, like, third place behind Calgary, Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto, B.C. Now, I understand B.C. is not really a powerhouse right now, although the team is pretty strong. They really don't have a quarterback. Is a on-again, on, on off-again Vernon Adams. We're really not sure what the hell he's going to do. And I understand that and respect that. But putting Toronto up there, come on, give me a break. Toronto hasn't beat a Western team in, in, in how long? In, in years. Years. Um, oh, yeah, well, they beat Edmonton and they beat Saskatchewan, but those are both terrible teams. Um, Saskatchewan was like, seriously. So you've got to beat a good Western team before you can actually can be taking these guys seriously, okay? So Belton, forget about it. Toronto can't be that high in the rankings. They just they don't deserve it. But I understand BC is a little iffy right now, not having a real quarterback. 
Well, that's Bur- uh, Brian Burnham, too. That's pretty sad. We'll talk about that one later. Okay, I'm going to open up some mics here, and i got to go do some uh, some work in here because uh, I, I know Rudy's sitting there trying to get online, and I'm, I, I, I had things to do, and that's his own fault because so, he took so long to get in here. Okay, hey, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. You're here. Um, mics yep. are open. So say, say hello to the fans. Hello to the fans. We have fans, you know. We have fans. Yep. I got a fan right over there. Was uh, it's not just unplugged right now, but it's looking at me. It's oscillating, is it? No, it's not. No, it's I not haven't turned it. It's not because I don't have it turned on. Oh, I forgot to ru- put Rudy in the box, so he's going to ding for a bit. Mm, he'll be angry in the box. There, there. He's in now. Okay. So, yep. um, yeah. Anyhow, how you doing, buddy? So you are doing good. Charles. Good. How are you? Doing? Oh, oh my Charles, God! Everybody's say, talking at once. Did you, Charles, did you just say a fan is blowing you? <laughs> no, it's not it unplugged. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Send her my way when you're done. Okay, then. Anyways, that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah. You you started it. You're the one that said it. <laughs> No, someone said there was a fan, and they said it was blowing. So I just asked you if the fan was blowing you. (laughs) It's the English Uh, language and how how some words mean two things, like read and read, or taught and taught. You know, one is a rope is taught, and the other is I'm teaching something. So, um... But it's the same spelling, it's the same word, but it means two different things. How, how, how can somebody that's new to the language actually comprehend and grasp all of these nuances that we have, like the three they different things? The... Yeah, they say that English is the, is the hardest language in the world to learn because of that fact, because we have so many words that sound like uh, each other but have completely different meanings. I, I think like Mandarin or Cantonese or something would be pretty tough too, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and I understand. And, and like there, there, and there. I mean, we've got three different spellings to the word. It means three different things. I mean, Will, you're 60 years old. You haven't even figured out which one's which yet. Which one's what? Okay. Exactly. Which which is which? Okay. Um, What's that? You're getting upset that I'm insulting you? No, you can't be. Well, no, no, it's okay. It's okay, Christopher, that you have to point out my imperfections. If that makes you feel like a bigger man, then by all means, you go ahead, okay? But, you know, if it makes you feel good, buddy... (laughs) It did makes he, you feel funny. Really I've got Charles? a big, I've got a big heart, and I know you are much older than I am. Okay, so you know, and your <laughs> life is not going to last that much longer. Okay, so I'm just saying, whatever makes you happy, dude, just go for it. We 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 can actually measure the distance between you, our ages in hours. Okay, it's not that far. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Let's decide the point. 
Where are we going here? I got to flip things around. Rudy, say something interesting. I don't know how. If you've got something to say, just say it because we're there now. What are you introducing me now? This wasn't interesting? Yeah, yeah, we could be doing that, Rudy. Go ahead. You can talk. Okay, okay, okay. How's it going? Uh, you know, uh, I'm, <laughs> it's getting to that time well. of year. <laughs> we're, uh, hey, we're, we're, a, we're, we're coming to the a, final drive. I've got a serious question what? to ask you, Rudy. Do you will. And nobody on this po- on this podcast has, has enough guts to ask you, okay? So I understand oh, yeah. nobody else cares. Camp all, you, you go up to your camp all summer and you do whatever it is that you do up there, okay? Yeah. What do you do in the wintertime? What do you do in the wintertime? Uh, usually a farm. The farm, what does that you mean? You farm in the wintertime? What are you farming? Does, Just doesn't it helping, uh, yeah, it snows. <laughs> yeah, like right now guys are finishing up harvesting, um, so, uh, I'm, uh, with, with helping my cousin out a little bit, but, uh, no, just a cattle farm. <laughs> oh, oh so you shovel shit. <laughs> Not usually. Feed cows. Yeah, I know. Last winter was pretty... Wasn't wasn't too busy, but and then before that I was always welding, but now I have allergies and whatnot. But yeah, so. Okay. okay. Are are you satisfied with the answer there, Will? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Will, what do you do? Hey, Will, you you run a construction company, right? You run a construction company, don't you? I just saw you her. run a construction company, like you manage a construction I said, company. I do so. I do okay, so. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. What am I looking for? Oh yeah, that's what I'm looking for. No, don't do that. Are you are you guys in Are you guys in Manitoba too? No. People don't build steel no. buildings in Manitoba. They 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 build fucking coal sheds. Okay. So yeah, it's nice. getting more common. You guys are building big steel buildings. Put their equipment in now. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's starting we, to get we'll more build common. Really spe- specialty steel steel buildings, kind of like uh, the. Uh, Science World in Vancouver, or or a library, or something really big and fancy. Okay. No, but I we do lots of riding arenas, Christopher. You know that. Yeah, I do. Riding arenas so, are a big thing. But they're hey, but DJ well pretty, pretty freaking high end. But yeah, I'm, what's I'm I'm wondering, and, and does Manitoba's construction industry close down in the wintertime? Uh, depends what it is, Will. Like, in general, no. So how do you, work, certain how do you job, work outside? Yeah. How do you work outside when it's minus 40? Well, that's the thing. Like, I used to, I, I used to build bridges. It's, it's, yeah, construction in Manitoba other than the spring and fall is fucking terrible because you got midsummer when it's the muggiest shit. It's not a dry heat at all. It's humid. And, and then in the winter, you're... It's, it's actually it doesn't get as cold as when like you and my uh, my dad would have been kids like 
winters in Manitoba have been getting milder and milder over the past five, ten years. But it, it's it's shitty working outside in the winter, man. Like when I was welding, I uh, I did that and I weld. Uh, I did a lot of sand silos that were sent for fracking in Texas or support beams and whatnot for bridge sites. And it's fucking cold and it makes it makes work so much slower um, because you have to preheat everything. Same with concrete jobs. You're putting heaters on uh, piles and whatnot. But, um, no, there's a lot that goes into it. That's why in Manitoba. Sorry, CJ. Can we, can we throw something out there that's just a, a little interesting, I think? Like football? Sure. Let, like football? Let's talk some fucking football. No offense, Rudy. I think it's time. Well, don't ask. Well, don't, oh, oh, don't ask me a question and then not want me to answer it. But okay, yeah, well, let's talk football. I, That's what we're here to do. Let, let's answer questions. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, so um, let's let's go go forth and conquer here. What did we do last week? We had three games. We had Hamilton Tiger Cats into Montreal. Uh, what did I see about? I don't even remember this game. I can't believe I picked Hamilton, though. I can't. Anyhow. Why? I don't know. Okay. Go ahead, Will. Talk about this football game, because I don't remember anything about it. You know you know what? I I, I have no clue, okay? And, and, and believe it or not, Ottawa was playing okay in this game. Um, but Ottawa wasn't in this game. Hamilton and Montreal were. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm just trying to pull up my shit here that I wanted to say, okay? Uh, <laughs> what night was that? <laughs> Friday. Friday, September what? what? Weren't you at some dinner party or something? No, that was Saturday. Was that Saturday night. Oh, Saturday, sir. So this weekend is September. Oh, we're way past that weekend, Will. Okay, here we go. September 17th. Blue Bombers and the Tiger Cats. No, that was the week before. Okay. Let's take this one step further. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Uh, Okay, the Tiger Cats and the Alouettes. Okay, now this game. Did I watch this game on Friday night? Yes, I did. And it was quite exciting, sort of. But, um... It doesn't um, sound memorable. Much at all. Much. Well, you know what? You can't... Okay, so you can't get uh, Dane Evans to come out and throw five touchdown passes against Winnipeg and expect him to do the same thing the next week against a lesser opponent, okay? You should be able to expect no. that, but you can't expect that, okay? So, I mean, uh, Montreal did play okay. So did uh, so did uh, Hamilton. But, I mean, it was a tight game. And I did watch all of it, but I, I think I kind of, after about 20 minutes of watching TikTok, TikTok videos, no. So, because it was, the game was kind of boring, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. It was kind of boring. And I don't think I stuck around till the end. And then the next morning I woke up to look to see who won. And then, and 
Montreal won. So we got a, in my mind, they are the odds-on favorite to go into the Grey uh, Cup. Grey Cup. And uh, win. So Grey Cup and win. And win. So, I mean, out of, out of, out of all the quarterbacks in the East, believe, I can't believe I'm saying this, Trevor Harris seems to be the most consistent. And obviously they're gonna they're always they're gonna tie their boat to him because they got rid of uh they got rid of Vag. So Yeah. There you go. I don't know if you, I mean, you just said that Trevor Harris is the most consistent quarterback in the East. But if you look at uh, yep. McLeod Bethel Thompson, all he's been doing is winning. Yeah, I know that. I know that, but not pretty. I but think he's, been he's winning. got. A, I, I think. I think he's got a better team around him. And the other thing we have to keep in mind, I saw today. Was it today? I saw um, William Stenback is practicing again. So yes, be yes there. he's going to be playing this weekend. He will playoff, be playing this weekend. Playoff times, winter times, you want a good running back, okay? So, there you go. That was a really, really, really close game last week, too. I mean, in, in every way, shape, and form, stats, the whole thing, except, you know, at the end, Montreal won by three points. So, four. there you go. No, no, no doubt. Seven. No doubt. Seven. Yeah, with seven points. Really? Seven points. Sorry, I don't know how to add. Um, Twenty-three yeah. sixteen. Okay. I was looking. Hey, at, Charles. Well, why? Oh, I was looking at first downs. Sorry. First down in that game were twenty-three to twenty for Montreal. So, anyways, go ahead. Doug. That's pretty close. Yeah. Charles, talk to us about this game. Well, Please. most consistent quarterback in the Eastern Division is kind of like winning uh, best-looking person at a CNIB conference. Uh, it doesn't really mean all that much. Uh, are they really the best? Are they really the best uh, uh, chance to win the Eastern Division? That kind of bounces around from week to week between the Argos and Hamilton, and we've even said Ottawa at times. Uh, in Montreal, I mean, it's just, uh, for the most part, the quarterback and the teams, for the most part, with the exception, really, of Toronto, are consistently inconsistent. Look at Hamilton. They come off beating Winnipeg, and they go on to lose to Montreal. I mean, it just, whenever you think you got a team in the East figured out and that they're ready to take the next step, they almost always take a step backwards. Is that's their next step. So, um, I don't know. It's really hard to call this Eastern Conference division, though, because they're just so inconsistent. And when you think they're going to do something, they won't. So, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Toronto's got an interesting game this week, so but uh, we won't go there yet, obviously. But, uh, hey, you got to give Montreal credit. Uh, I think most people probably would have picked Hamilton going into this. Well, Two of us did, two of us didn't. But um, you're right, Trevor Harris got the job done. And uh, that's more than I can say. Dean Evans uh, following up on a five touchdown passes 
against Winnipeg uh, for a pretty lackluster performance against Montreal when you put it up to that one. But uh, give Montreal credit. They they plowed through and got the victory. So you can't really um, can't really fault them. And now maybe Montreal is in the driver's seat. We'll see what happens in their next game. Do they falter? Who knows? Okay. Rudy. Uh, it was an all right game. Um, I think, I think Montreal and, uh, and Trevor Harris looks, uh, looks pretty good right now. Um, be a little bit quicker in the pocket when he's throwing, but, uh, I think he has a little bit better of a O-line than, uh, the other Eastern teams, minus Toronto. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Hamilton's going anywhere, you guys. I think they're, uh. I think Hamilton's done. Same with uh, same with Ottawa. So, um, yeah, they just can't get anything it was, going consistently. No, no. I, I yeah, think Ottawa is, is not as bad a team as their record, but they keep proving me wrong with that. Well, Ottawa is the one team in the CFL that looks way better on paper than they've planned all year. Well, can nobody's going to argue with that one. Okay, so what happened in this game? What just happened here? I think this took off on me. Oh. Okay, so it was a uh, final score was twenty three sixteen for the Montreal Alouettes over top of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. That's a total score of thirty nine points. Um, Charles, you took Hamilton. Uh, you were close though. You had a point differential of seven. You ended up with twenty eight points. Will, you took Montreal. Ended up with one hundred and twenty eight points. That's good. Hundred points more than Charles. Uh, CJ got Hamilton and uh, was really close on the diff, got 36 points, and Rudy took Montreal for 136. So it's kind of weird. Um, Rudy and I were both as off by the same amount, and Will and – oh, that's because you guys picked the same fucking numbers, just different teams. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, two was the Toronto Argonauts and the Ottawa Red Blacks. Now, this, in Ottawa, no less – and we know what happens when you're playing in Ottawa. The Red Blacks lose, and usually lose, um, predominantly lose. They they they, they lose in, in a, a catastrophic fashion, shall we say, and this was no exception. They literally did not show up to play football. I don't know what the fuck they are thinking. They are professional football players. You know, when you get to the CFL, you are of a certain caliber. We don't just bring in a bunch of putzes to play football here. This football in Canada is very serious. It's very sophisticated. It's, it's good quality football. So to make a team in the CFL, you have to be a decent quality football player. What the fuck's going on in Ottawa? Because they're, they're not playing football. I don't know what the hell they're playing. They're not playing football. And they're not losing by one and two and three points like everybody else thinks. They're like Winnipeg winning by one or two or three points. They're losing catastrophically. I mean, it's terrible to what's happening to them this year. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that team and, and, and an article written about them a little later on. But 
uh, this this game, oh my god, it, 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 they made Toronto look so awesome. And I, I'm kind of watching this game, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, okay, well, all this, they're close, they're close. They just need another touchdown, and they could be close. And then I go away for a couple minutes and come back, and Toronto scored like 30 points. It's just like, what the hell just happened? Okay, so anyhow, um, I was very disappointed in this game for Ottawa. Uh, Didn't expect much else, but what the hell. Um, Charles, what was your take on this one? Uh, We've been saying for so long that – Ottawa is better than the record. I'm starting to question if that's the case, because quite frankly, uh, they're just not getting any better. They should be getting better, but they're not. And, uh, I mean, they're just good enough to lose. I remember many people thought that the um, uh, Ottawa was going to take a huge leap forward, that they've made a massive improvement on their team. They haven't. They brought in a lot of good personnel, but they're still not winning, and I'm sorry, I gotta point the finger squarely at the head coach, Paul Apolice. I mean, um, he's the one constant from last season, and uh, that's I think a telling fact. That they did bring in a lot of good football players on this off season, but they're getting the same results. So you gotta start looking at it, and you gotta start asking yourself, hmm. Uh, this is getting the same result. They're not any better. What exactly am I missing here? What is the uh, the problem here? What's the same as last year? Well, the same as last year is the coach. And quite frankly, I didn't think much of um, Paul Apolice when he was in Winnipeg as the head coach. And I'm sorry, I don't think he's a good head coach, and I think it's showing because he got uh, – you can't say that they didn't go out and try and make um, – the team better and get better personnel. They did that, but he's getting the exact same uh, result. So if it ain't the players, if the players aren't getting a, a better result, you got to start thinking, well, is this a coaching thing? And I think, quite frankly, the odds are it probably is. So uh, that's where okay. I'm putting this blame. And Toronto won. They went out. They got the 45 points. I mean, it was a glorified practice for them. They dominated. So... Okay, Let, yep. let's let's talk for a minute about what you just said, okay? Because okay. uh, I, I don't disagree with you, but let's look at this from a, uh, an objective position. Okay, so Ottawa was on a steady downhill spiral from under the Marcel Desjardins, right? I mean, he literally right. butchered this team and stripped them. It, they were god-awful ugly, right? They lost everything, quarterbacks, receivers, they lost everything. I don't know what what the hell that he was thinking, but he did it. Okay, we agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So, this team this team was at the bottom. They went out and bought a whole pile of new players, brought them all in. Now, don't you think it's going to take a year before this solidifies into a team, or do we just expect them to win instantaneously? In the CFL, we've seen teams that have missed the playoffs one year make a turnaround. Uh, the next year and either make the playoffs and I think even win the Grey Cup a couple of times. They're not showing right. a whole lot of uh, they're not showing a whole lot of improvement over last year. Yeah, they're they're closer in games, but they're still losing. They've only won what twice. Right. They can't win at home. They're they're not showing enough improvement to justify uh, Paul Lapolis to stay there because 
you've got to show at least some steady improvement, and I'm not convinced that they have really. Yeah, they're, 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 close, they're losing games closer. Well, big deal. You're still losing games. Who cares? Whether you lose it by one or if you lose it by 100, you're losing. That's the, that's the thing, and the fan base is getting annoyed with it. And Again, we're going to talk about Ottawa a little bit later, but it, I don't know. I don't see any improve, enough improvement to keep him around. I'm not arguing... I'm not arguing or disputing what you say, but, you know, when you use an example of we've seen teams miss the playoffs and then the next year they turn around and make the playoffs or, or win the Grey Cup, and we're talking about, like, the, what, 2015 Edmonton Eskimos where they were a 4-14 four and 14 team, and then Chris Jones came in, did a couple of switches, and they won a Grey Cup. Okay, I, I don't disagree with that, but that team, that 4-14 four and 14 team, only needed to be tweaked. It was an amazing team before. It just wasn't winning. Ottawa Redblacks last year were not were were worse than a dumpster fire. Okay? So the changes weren't just a tweak here and a tweak there. They were a wholesale change. They literally wiped the slate clean and started over. And I understand that everybody needs to feel a desire to win and that they need to see that. I mean, but can we really blame them for not putting out? Paul Apolise is no Chris Jones. You, I mean, Edmonton and Ottawa were the same dumpster fire last year. Chris Jones has done an amazing job rebuilding that team. Paul Apolise has not. But he's also not the GM. I'm not saying don't fire him. I'm just saying, is it really his fault? Yeah, but that's my question. It's it's Burke's first year, you guys. Like, you still got to realize. Like, um, by the way, uh, if I may correct you, uh, they never lose at home. They uh, are never win at home. They don't hardly come at home. Um, Desjardins direct the team. Okay, we all agree uh, on that, and we've went over that in the past. Um. They they were terrible in 2019. Okay, well the the whole roster this year isn't last year's roster. They they kept some of the players that promise, but it's another brand new blank page. So like, obviously they're going to be ironing ironing things out. Um, I, I'm not saying that they need to keep uh, Lapo, and I, I I'm a Lapo guy. I think that he it might be time for all this uh, winter. But you need. You need to form a culture, uh, get your systems in place, and stick with them. Yeah, if they're bad again next year, then you need to blow everything up again. But they, they need, they need the time to gel, guys. Like, it's, it's always you can't just keep, you can't just keep taking the garbage out and hoping, hoping you won't have any more eventually. You know, like. Okay. Well, well, let, let's explain this then. Uh, you said they need time to gel, and okay, that's fair. They need time to gel, but then if that's the case, as the season goes along, they should be getting better. They're not. They're getting worse. They got blown up by 30 points last week. They should be starting yeah, to no, gel. They're showing signs of starting to gel. They're not showing that. Yeah, and I agree, Charles. And that's where that's where systems come into play, and uh, that's that's where you look at your coach. Also. Um, they have had a lot of like unfortunate plays where, oh, I don't. There, there's a couple other guys, but a big one's Darvin Adams. Like Darvin Adams, I've hardly ever seen him 
missed catches from 2014 to 2021 in Winnipeg. He he's dropped some very terrible easy balls this year. Um, yeah, the it's always it's always the quarterback makes a throw and he's a little bit off, or the receiver he somehow like it just it looks like bush league. But no, I, I agree they they aren't uh, they aren't gelling. But <clears throat> Charles, yeah, I'm I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just throwing out an alternative perspective. No, I know. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm not saying don't fire La Police. I don't like the guy. Never have. Um, no, I never so, said you did. You know, I, I'm just I'm just saying that. Uh, yeah, he's no Chris Jones, and and we know that. And and Chris Jones had blew up the Edmonton Elks, and he's turned it around. Uh, but it took him till now before that team actually looks like they're doing something. So, you know, LaPolice is going to take longer than that because he's not as good a coach, that, and that's just fact. And and neither one of them have a quarterback, so I don't know. Here's, uh, I, I'm told here's that a quarterback's an important position to have. I, I don't think Lapp will be back next year. I think he'll coach the rest of the season, and then Burke will get his own guy in, um, even though they apparently get along. But. I could I could honestly right now see uh, Jason Moss getting fired this off season, and Lapple going back to being an offensive coordinator. Lakey should have never left doing because that's all he's good at. He's been a head coach twice now with no success really, and uh, yeah, I could see him uh, being back in Saskatchewan. Yes, that's correct too. And and you got to remember, Lapple last year was his first year there, and. It was a newer roster, and now this year it is again, too. But the thing that I, I would say about him, not to, that it matters to compare, it seems like he can at least uh, like keep his team disciplined, um, unlike uh, Dickinson in Saskatchewan or uh, Machocha or Kahari Jones in Montreal. William, two cents on this game? Yeah, that's about all the time it it warrants. Um, you know, it was not. It was. It only became a runaway in the fourth quarter when Ottawa's quarterback threw yeah. two picks for fucking touchdowns. Okay, and then it was. You could tell they were they were not going to do anything because you know. But I I I tend to uh, I tend to agree with Charles. Whoever's making that noise, stop it. I tend to agree with Charles. Um, I think Paul Lapolis has to go. I, I I think they have to blow it up again. They have good players now, okay? I think they have really good players. Um, and it's just, it's just uh, not happening. Okay, so... You know what my you know what I think's gonna happen? I'll tell you this is what's gonna happen. Christopher will really like this one. Okay, this is what's gonna happen. Bo Levi Mitchell's gonna retire, he's gonna become the head coach of the Ottawa Rough Riders player coach. And they're gonna win the Great Cup. They go twenty and 0 next year. <laughs> twenty and 0 Hello, and are you guys out there? That's amazing. Hello you out there? Are you out there? Uh, that hurt my yes. head. Yeah, so there you go. 
No, I was talking about the uh, the uh, West, the Eastern Final and the Grey Cup. Uh, um, oh, okay. Twenty and oh. There you go. So well, sure. Okay. Okay, man's so, gotta so have. You're, you're gotta just have making goal. the assumption that they're going to get the buy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, no, you know what? Ottawa, look, Ottawa looks like shit, and at this point in time, the only thing you can look at is is the coaches, and you know they have they have apparently good. I mean, you guys have always been a big uh, a big uh, defensive player dude guy. What's his name uh, in Ottawa? The former BC head coach. He's a good he's a good defensive coach. Mike Benavides, thank you. He's a good defensive coach. I still think whatever Rudy says, Paul Lapolis is a good head coach. I really do believe he's a good head coach, but for some you mean reason, OC. this is just not – no, no, head coach. For some reason, he uh, is just not clicking with this team at all. So – And, and um, what, is, what is Paul Lapolis doing that I absolutely hate? Uh, is he a head coach and a coordinator? Yeah. Yes, he yeah. is. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah he that's is. true. Okay. Yeah. He, he, let's call him a rookie head coach because, for all intents and purposes, last year didn't count. Nobody coached him. He's a coordinator. You know yeah, what? And, and I, I think yeah. one of the things, one of the things he has to do is pick a fucking quarterback and stick with him. And yep. live or die yeah, that's, with that's, him because he can't do a he can't do much worse. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, they've been with like Arbuckle him. now for about four weeks. Say that again. Yeah, Arbuckle didn't start the game. No, they went back to Evan. Oh, geez, I didn't see that. I I only saw parts of the game. I didn't realize he didn't start. Yeah, no, Caleb Evans was in in was behind center. That makes no sense because Arbuckle was not the problem in their last loss. And yeah, and I know well. some of you guys don't. I know some of you guys don't love the guy, but like, I I truly truly do believe they were starting to turn the corner, and and they were looking good until Mazzoli went down. Um, I I know they're a dime a dozen, and they should be maybe making more changes. But like, it's just I, if you guys literally like are really paying attention to the Red Black scheme, it is outrageous. The amount of times one of their receivers runs a good route or something, and he just drops the ball. Like how? Like catch the ball. You're paid. You're playing a professional sport. Your job is to catch the ball. Like uh, even in the NFL, there last weekend, there was a few times guys were dropping balls. Like I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to catch a ball. Doesn't matter. It's their job. Well, no, that's what I mean. Like, it shouldn't be that hard. Like, you're a fucking receiver. Catch the ball. That's the theory. Okay, so the final score on this one was Toronto 45, Ottawa 15. 60 points. Charles. Charles, you took uh, the, 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 the Toronto... Uh, he ended up with a score of 110 points. Good stuff. Will, you took Toronto. 
you got 118 points. CJ took Ottawa, he got six points. Rudy, you took Ottawa, you got 14 points. This was actually a dismal, dismal fucking week for CJ. Okay, so anyhow, uh, the last game of the week was a uh, was a Calgary BC, and this was a, the big game. Calgary uh, BC had won two previous matches. They had the season series already wrapped up. They were looking for the sweep at home, and Calgary came in and literally fucking spanked them because BC just looked god awful. I it, it was it was a it was it was painful to watch as a BC Lions fan. I just I just could not believe it. I thought we were only going to get three points the entire game. Uh, it it was sad. It was sad. It just nothing nothing went right, and we lost Brian Burnham for the rest of the season, which we'll talk about later. Uh, yeah, it uh, yuck yuck yuck. Charles. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm just going to echo what you're saying because this one was terrible to watch. I mean, I sit there uh, watching this game, and I kept wanting it to go get better, and it just wouldn't. And this was the one and only game I've missed this year. Uh, I wasn't not at it live this year. I, I guess I picked the right one to miss, to be honest. But... Uh, honestly, if you look at this game, the BC Lions defense played very well in this game. Uh, they did give they up that one last minute. They they gave up that one last minute that run by um, what's his name? Um, not Kadeem Carey, it was the other guy. Um, was it Logan? Is his last name? Yes. Um, yeah. Where he kind of ran through the team basically. Those guys were exhausted at that point because they were on the line. They were on the field a large portion of that night. I think the Lions had something like two uh, or nine two and outs or eight two and outs. The Lions' offense just could not get anything going. They'd make one or two plays and it looked like they'd start getting something going, and then get nothing the next two plays and punt. It would be very annoying. Uh, Vernon Adams is starting to remind me a little bit of Trevor Harris where you have a good game and a bad game. Unfortunately, I mean, I I, I still don't want to go too down on him because it was only his second start. But uh, comparing the performance he had to the last game, it was like night and day, unfortunately. And then Antonio Pipkin came in in garbage time, uh, let a touchdown um, – a touchdown um, – drive right at the end of the game. I don't put any stock or anything into that because that was really garbage time. And Calgary by that point was really playing a vanilla defense because they didn't need to play anything else at that point. But it was just a frustrating game to watch uh, because the Lions, we've seen the Lions offense at times this season look so dominant and then they looked so terrible in this game. They couldn't get anything going and it was one after another after another. And eventually the Lions defense kind of burnt out because, quite frankly, uh, like I said, they were on the field the whole game. This might have been the worst performance of the BC Lions offensive line this season. They were missing Suk Chung, and they missed him quite a bit because uh, they, they, the um, Stampeders front four was in the backfield all night. There were times where they were rushing four people 
and they were getting through the BC Lions offensive line. It was uh, reminiscent of uh, some previous years of offensive line. For an offensive line unit that actually, for the most part this year, has been very, very good. But uh, in this game, uh, it was kind of uh, going back into the past. Uh, it was another disappointing. This is uh, up there with the uh, loss to Winnipeg at, uh, at home earlier this season. This was really uh, a nightmare for Lions fans. Uh, well, question. Now, William. Calgary fan, how did you like the game? What did you see? Hey, what did you like about it? I, what didn't you like? I I just want to correct Rudy and CJ on something because um, I don't know they must be blind or something because the Ottawa the Ottawa the other game Ottawa come on Ottawa Toronto Toronto Nick Arbuckle Toronto did, Nick Arbuckle did start that game by the way so and they replaced him in the second half anyways. Um, uh, you know what? Calgary came out and they played their game, which which I, I call Calgary. This year, Calgary is very vanilla. Okay, they don't do anything real flashy. Um, they run the ball, they pass the ball, they have decent defense, they have a decent offensive line, um, and they've beat every team they played except for except for up until last week. Mind you, the only team the only team they beat this year with a winning record is BC. So um I I, I don't know if that tells you much about the league. Well they've only beaten them one out of three time. times too. Yeah, I know, or tells you about the Stampeders, but they still beat. That's the only team they beat that has a winning record. Okay, but, I, like yeah. I said, I don't well, know if that tells you about the league. How many teams yes. out there have a winning record? Well, there's not many this year. There's three. Oh no, Toronto does. No, Toronto has a winning no. record now. Toronto has right. a winning record now. Okay, so. So yeah, and and of all and of the wins that Calgary has got, four of those wins have come against Edmonton. So I don't know what kind of team Calgary has. Okay, I don't. Um, did did BC think they could mail it in last Saturday because they were playing Calgary and they beat them twice before? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I'd hope not. I'd hope not too, but you know what? Guys get complacent, and when you say that play the same team three times and you won the first two games, well, hey, um, I on any given day, I don't know what Calgary team is going to show up. Um, I don't know how well their defensive backfield is going to play, and you know what? The worst thing about that that game, the worst thing was Brian Burnham is out for the season. Uh, and we've we've talked numerous times on this show about how much we dislike Derek Dennis, but he is a good player, and he is also out for the rest of the season. He broke his ankle, yep. so, which is too bad because he's he was he was pretty steady this year as an outside tackle, which he always does well when he plays in Calgary. I don't know if it's if it's the organization or what, but anyways, yeah. I mean, I'm happy Calgary won. I mean. This is going to come right down to the end. I'm really, I really am praying that BC gets the home playoff game because I don't want to sit in the fucking cold. Um, and yeah, there you go. Pretty simple. 
Um, and you know, there you go. And you know what? I I didn't think Vernon Adams lost the game for them. To be honest with you, um, he was running for his life. No, but he didn't win. That game. No, but he was running for his life, man. And once again, people are starting to get film on him again, and he can't run around like he like he did the last time. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Rudy. Your last on this one. Um, yeah, I uh, I was rapping hockey, so I uh, I only caught the uh, I don't know five minutes into the third quarter. I think it was I started watching fellas, and which actually sucked because I uh, I was pretty pumped. I thought that was going to be the game of the week, but uh, <laughs> that game looked like it kind of sucked. Um, Charles, good for you. I think you picked a good one to miss. Um, I I don't know. I Will's right. Uh, uh, the VAD was running around quite a bit. Um, but, again, I didn't see the first half. What I saw, especially in the fourth quarter, it just looked like he couldn't get nothing going. Um, and and Will says Calgary looks vanilla. I think they're just they, – I guess they, that's a good word for it too. But I think, like, every team in the CFL other than Winnipeg, and even Winnipeg, uh, you know, they, they're beating teams and then they lost. Uh, it looks inconsistent, you know. Um yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here with the, especially with BC because they, they, it was just a weird game. I didn't, I thought it would be at least close and a lot higher scoring. The weird yeah, thing is they're I, still uh, in the driver. The Lions are still in the driver's seat for second place. Yeah, yeah, and Will said for last week. week that Calgary's done and they're going to not have a home playoff game. But I don't know. It could end either way. That's all I really even care about right now in the CFL. That's to me. That's the only thing that's really exciting right now is who's going to get second in the West. Is it going to be BC or, or Calgary? I don't know how much. That's really that the is. only race. Yeah, I, I, you could argue that Montreal's chasing Toronto for first, but and then the whole crossover thing. But it's not that exciting. But um, I don't know. Like you guys, uh, here, here's a question I have for for you three all because you guys are both each fans of one of the, the two teams. Would mm-hmm. how much do you guys think it matters to host that game? <clears throat> I, I don't think it matters at all personally. I mean, other than if you're if you're on the if you're an owner of the team, fucking rates you want to host it. It's more revenue. But like as far as just winning a football game, I don't think it matters. I really don't. <laughs> well. Historically, BC Place has been a, a you know a, a, a chasm for for other teams where BC just dominates at home. This year they haven't dominated. I think they got more road victories than they do at home. Um, but it's it as Will points out, it's November, and yeah. they're going to play inside. And you got, I, I think both teams want to play in Vancouver. I would. I don't think Calgary. <laughs> Calgary. I don't think Calgary wants to play in Calgary. I mean, yeah, it's nice to be at home, but God, why would you want to put yourself through that? It's bad enough that you got to go play the fucking Western Final in Winnipeg. Well, that's yeah, that's just it, TJ. Like you would what though? You want to go go from playing in a nice big stadium that's nice and warm inside to? Well, it's gonna be fucking cold that night in Winnipeg. 
last year it was crazy cold. But, I mean, I know last year the season was short and then it went longer uh, into the year. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be exciting to see either way. I honestly don't know. Like, I couldn't tell you what right now which, which one of those two teams I think will be going to Winnipeg to play in the West Finals. And I mean, it could go either I mean, way. Dude, you look at it, too, and the Lions have already won twice in Calgary this year. True. Yeah. So, I, mean, I think it would almost be bad for the game to be in Calgary. Honestly, for both teams in a way, because then you get used to the cold a little bit. And, yeah, BC's been good there. But I don't know. See what happens. BC is 4-3 and three at home, and they're 5-1 and one on the road. They're six and three inside of their own division. It's weird now. You're seeing a lot of teams now that have a better road record than a home record. Edmonton's and four he, and four. Saskatchewan's three and three. On, which on I don't. Road. Like they're they're playing five hundred football on the road. Which so I don't Ottawa. understand at Ottawa's all. Ottawa's three and three on the road. And oh, it's football. seven at home. <laughs> football is the one sport. Um, I mean, baseball, you get last bat if you're at home, but whatever. It's baseball, there's not much of an advantage playing home or road. But anyway, football, football, like when your team's on defense, you get all, or yeah, when your team's on defense and you're at home, you get that crowd noise. You'd think it would make more of a difference. Like uh, the whole winning and going on the road thing. Like I know with hockey, it's uh, another sport. It's not as big of a deal. But like when I was playing hockey, like, you, you know, you get all the boys and you go on the road and it's kind of like us against the world mentality, I guess. And things are a little bit more calm. Like you don't have, I don't know, you don't have fans and media to answer to. I don't know. Yeah, that is a weird stat, though. Yep, BC is the only team with a winning record that uh, Calgary's beat. Sad. Okay. Um, let's, uh, I'll go back over here to Sparky's thing here. That's the first time we got to talk about Sparky today. Uh, where am I? No, 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 no. Jesus. Okay. So it was the BC Lions 31. No, that was last week. Fuck. No. Sparky, what are you doing to me? There, There it is. Um, so it was Calgary 25, BC 11. Total point score is 36. Charles, you picked BC. You ended up with a score of four. Will, you took Calgary. You got 104. Charles, uh, CJ, you got zeros. And uh, Rudy, you got 30 points. This was a, a, another dismal week for everybody, I think. Uh, Will probably had the best of them all. It was. In week 16, Will got 350 points. CJ got 42. I think that's an all-time low, except for Rudy's zero when he didn't put any picks in. Charles got 142, a whole 100 points more than CJ. And uh, Rudy got 108. Now, here's where Sparky fucked up. Sorry, Sparky. Uh, Will, you're in first place with 5,170 points. You're kind of walking away from us now. Uh, Sparky has CJ in, in second place with 4,774, and Charles is in third place with 4,842. So he's got – Charles has got like 60 points more than CJ, but he's still in third place. 
Anyhow, I don't know how that works. And Rudy is in the back at 45.70. So we've only got another, what, five five weeks? No. Yeah, five weeks of football. And uh, let's see what happens. Uh, Will looks like he's got a bit of a commanding lead. Charles is now in second place, even though Sparky doesn't. I, maybe Sparky just doesn't like Charles. I don't know. I don't know. What I don't is. know. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. So let's uh, let's pick some uh, scores for these games coming up this week. We got Saskatchewan into Winnipeg. And, oh, my God, how is this possible? Um, CJ's going to go first on this one. I'm taking Winnipeg at 42 points. So you guys could fuck off. Don't pick my numbers. Don't pick my scores. Okay, because, like, Saskatchewan hasn't got a hope in hell. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have an O-line. They don't have anything. Um, Will, you go next here. You pick Saskatchewan or Winnipeg. Who are you going to take? Remember, you're neutral, right? Winnipeg, 43. Yeah, asshole. Okay, Charles? Uh, Saskatchewan's got the unenviable task of uh, playing Winnipeg, who's coming off both a bye week and then a loss before that. Winnipeg, 41. Are you guys serious? You just fuck off. Rudy? I am going to go with Winnipeg at 44. You guys are all assholes. All of you. All of you guys are assholes. It's a fact of the matter. Ottawa well, and BC. Ottawa and BC. Ottawa and BC. I'm going to go BC 42. Rudy, what are you going to do? I think, I feel like, I think Ottawa beat BC and BC last year. That was one of their few wins. But, um... Nope. Yeah, they'll be better. They'll be better no, next think time. So. Um BC, um... Ottawa beat oh, Edmonton we... twice last year, and that was it. Okay, okay. My stand corrected. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with BC. Oh, both teams suck. It's going to be low scoring. Sorry, BC doesn't suck. Both teams just, suck. They don't... BC doesn't suck. Their their offense doesn't look great right now. Um, Low scoring. Uh, BC, 38. CJ is taking BC, and I'm going 60 points. Fuck you, Will. Um, Charles, what are you going to do? Well, I'm hoping this is uh, somewhat of a bounce back for the for the Lions. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'm going to go BC 55. You guys think there's going to be some points Mont- in that game? Montreal into Edmonton. This is a tough one. No, it's not. I, mm, not really. Yes, it is. Oh, I, I am. Uh, <laughs> Montreal. Montreal. Montreal, 42. I'm taking Auto, oh, Sorry, I'm taking Edmonton at 42. Charles? Uh... Montreal the better team. Montreal forty seven. Willie. 
Uh, Edmonton, 43. <laughs> Fuck off. You can't pick Edmonton, Will. You just, just did. did. No way. Edmonton. Toronto, uh, I'm not... Calgary. Charles, that's how, that's Toronto, the only top team to pick. Mm. This one is a bit tough for me to pick because we could talk about McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, Thomas, and Thompson, whatever, and the offense being lackluster. But the more and more I watch them, the more and more I the uh, better I think their defense is. I actually think Toronto's got a pretty good de- defensive team. Um, well, I'm torn on this, but you know what? Having points scored against them this year. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And I didn't even realize that. But having said that, I still think Calgary's the better team, so I'm going to pick Calgary to win this one. Uh, maybe low scoring. I'm going to pick Calgary 37. Will, what are you going to do? Well, since I'm very neutral, um, let's say I'm going to go Toronto 86. Nah, hold on. No, let's go Calgary 43. Rudy? Um, I I was going to go Calgary, but I think I'm – I'm going to take a shot with Toronto. They've kind of been my team. I've been liking a lot in the East this year. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes it hasn't. Uh, I, I got Toronto with, uh, with with 51. Uh, I'm going uh, uh, Toronto, and I'll take the 42 points. Huh. I think Toronto's going to beat Calgary. I mean, Will himself said that Calgary's only beat – the only team they beat with a winning record is BC, so – they can't beat Calgary because Calgary's got a winning record. No, 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 no. Let me Toronto. qualify that. Let me qualify that. The only winning team they won won this year was a Western team. Okay, Eastern teams don't count because they play Eastern teams. <laughs> Eastern teams and are all losing records, other than Toronto. No, Toronto's got Girl. a winning record. Yes, I said other than Toronto. Absolutely. And Toronto's what? Other than and, yeah, and they're what? They, they, they have a winning record. Yeah, I think they're they a game a over five hundred. They have because no, they have Cal- <laughs> it, should, it should be the Calgary East Stampeders, okay? Their record is still embarrassing. Daniels, Quentin McManus. I could just go on. Brian Dinwiddie, their defensive coordinator. Their defensive back Vraska coach. Just, yeah, Vraska Singh. Eric Rodgers. I don't have to. There's nothing. There's nothing about Toronto that is good. Okay? There's nothing about Toronto that is good, yet they're winning. Well, except maybe you guys didn't have the East. Hey, hey Will, Rodgers hasn't done much. Rodgers well, hasn't done much. Fucking old. He's fucking old and he's hurt all the time. Just like he was oh, in Calgary. He, yeah, I think he's played. I was I was actually, like, looking up his stat. I was looking at their roster the other day because I thought he was actually out of the league this year. Like, you don't hear of him at all. And uh, I think he's played five games over the last two seasons. But I know when I watched them play in Winnipeg in 2019, uh, him and him and uh, Bo were pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous together when they were both healthy. 
But, yeah, no, anyway. I'm surprised he's still even in the So, yeah, well. let's go down this agenda now, guys, okay? Let's see what we can do here. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders yeah. announced that they have signed quarterback Jake Mayer to a contract extension through 2024. Will Bo Levi Mitchell be moved? Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Their announcement says that, yes, they have secured Jake Mayer, and they wish to talk with Bo in the off season, and they'll figure out what they're going to do. So they haven't ruled out the fact that he is going to be there next year. Bo is not leaving anywhere before the trade deadline of this year. He is going to be a Calgary Stampeder because Calgary would be stupid to trade him anywhere, and then something happens to Jake Mayer. So they're going to keep Bo for the rest of the season and and carry on. Now, there's a lot of speculation that Bo Levi Mitchell is going to end up in Saskatchewan because Saskatchewan pretty much takes its, uh, all the geriatric players from other teams, specifically BCs. But um, I, I, I just think that's going to be the most ridiculous thing that I've heard. And if Bo goes to Saskatchewan, he's, he's better off just to retire right now and say, you know what, I've had a great run. I'm going to retire at Calgary Stampeder. And I love the organization. I love the city. I love the fans. I'm just going to stay in Calgary here and help out the team in any way that I can. That's how I think this is going to end. Well, that's how it should I end. That's how it should end. Is it going to end that way? Probably not. Bo's going somewhere else. But I don't think he's going to Saskatchewan. Maybe Ottawa. I don't know. Or he might end up playing second fiddle in Calgary. Well, what do you think? What's your what's your gut saying? What is your inside voice saying? What's your uh, your 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 ear to the ground in the Calgary dressing room saying to you right now about Bo? The 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 same thing as I've been preaching for weeks on this show. Bo Levi Absolute Mitchell silence. is hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. He's never going to play in the CFL again. He's never going to be successful in the CFL again. He's going to do something next year, okay? He's not going to fucking Saskatchewan, okay? He's, he's got some pretty, pretty deep roots in Calgary now. I, I can see a guy like that staying in Calgary forever if there's a job opportunity for him. And he's always pretty much a quarterback coach. Out. Yeah, he's always pleased about wanting to coach after after his career. Um, so yeah, he's not so going anywhere. Is, and, and is he going to retire? I I don't think he's got a choice. He's got to retire because, uh, you know, your buddy Rod Peterson today was talking about how Bo in Saskatchewan and and he also made the comment that he thinks Cody Fajardo is going to be a great quarterback, but not in Saskatchewan. And I'm like, really? Do you see something I don't see? That guy sucks balls, okay? He sucks balls in BC. He sucks balls in Toronto. And he sucks balls in Saskatchewan, okay? Bo would be an upgrade to Cody, but he'd die. 
<laughs> he he probably will. He probably only said that so he doesn't piss off all his Saskatchewan viewers <laughs> that absolutely love Picardo. Well, look, nobody agree, out yeah, there really loves the Gajardo right now, I'm pretty sure. Don't forget, this is for Gajardo's okay, contract here. And if they resign, yeah, they're yeah. nuts. But I don't think yeah, I don't right. think Bo's going anywhere. My my opinion is Bo is hurt, and he'll be hurt forever. And and the other that's the other reason they find Jake. And the other thing that people keep on talking about is is why okay so so what's his face in Cornelius got signed in Edmonton and uh, Mayor got signed in Calgary. Um, one of the things they keep on talking about is don't forget the USFL is going to go after quarterbacks this year and they're going to be hard to get. And so maybe these guys, maybe they're wrapping these guys up so they don't go to the USFL. So we'll see. Yeah, but and I still Jake don't Mayer think, wasn't I still in the contract don't think, year, was he? Who? What? Jake Mayer. This was yeah, not his end of his contract. Yeah, was. Was yeah this is, he signed a, he yeah, signed a one year last year. He signed a one year okay. last year. So, so yeah, this is contract year for him. And you know what? If he does, if Jake Mayer finishes the season as the starter, which he's going to, and Calgary finishes whatever they're going to finish at, 11 and, and 7 or 6 or whatever, they don't want to leave Jake Mayer hanging in the wind because other teams will sign him because they're all looking for quarterbacks. Okay? Mm, that's true. The only team that's probably not looking for a quarterback is BC, Edmonton as well, but everybody else, they're all looking for quarterbacks, man. Uh, BC, BC, Edmonton, Winnipeg. BC Edmonton Winnipeg. Yeah. That's the well, leading yeah, quarterback Zach here. Is so. still only, Zach is still only one hit away. Trust me. And yes, if they yeah, won I, their third but, grade cup, if they won their third grade cup, I don't think Zach's going to have the protection he used to have in the fourth year. Okay? Because people no, and are I, and very I, lazy. No, and I, I agree, uh, guys. But you guys got to, you guys got to realize it's going to be, it's going to be one of those things that's going to happen with Winnipeg. They're they're just gonna keep they're gonna always have a good quarterback, okay, until he gets injured or gets a career ending injury. Uh, then they're gonna be fucked for the rest of that season until they find a new quarterback because they don't have enough payroll to sign a quality backup quarterback unless they get lucky on some rookie deal or find some gem like like BC did with Rourke. So, um. And I don't think Calero. I think Calero wants to keep playing football for a long time, as long as his head. Are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? One year to find a new quarterback before Zach Calaris. Tell me the the best quarterback Winnipeg had since Zach Calaris. Before Zach Calaris, when did they have another great Drew quarterback Willie. before Zach Calaris? Okay, there's I'm not one. Saying they're really sure. a, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say. I'm not saying they're it gonna have a great quarterback. It takes forever to find quarterbacks. But... Yeah, so, I agree. Anyways, no, I agree. The, the two quarterback whispers in the CFL are, you know, one of them is retired, the other guy is close to retiring. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, well, BC is going to look the best in the future as long as Rourke yeah. uh, doesn't make the NFL. 
Don't go there. Will's going to go on a rant. Yeah, Will. Will yeah, yeah. No, but I'm, I'm being I'm being serious here. Like who? The, the the analysts talk about it all the time. No one in this league is even like. There's your mediocre quarterbacks, your quarterbacks who aren't doing very well this year, and then Caleros and Rourke are the only the only two I consider in the whole league that are quote unquote top tier. And 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 Bo used to be up there, but not anymore. Bajardo, Mazzoli, McBath, all that. Caleros all is thirty four years old. Who is? Zach Caleros is 34 years old. With the mild yeah, yeah, of body, he's not in this league much longer. Yeah. With or without I a hit. I, I, I don't think it'll happen, CJ, but he, he, that guy takes care of his body, and if he could, he'd play till he's 40. I, I don't think it'll happen. And Winnipeg, you know, they got a few guys in that O-line. They're starting to get older. They're, they're not going to have as good of an O-line right away. It's going to be time to rebuild uh, that. And, I honestly was going to say that if Winnipeg – go ahead. No, that's all I just said, and that'll be the end once that happens. Go ahead, Jeff. I honestly said that uh, I think that if Winnipeg three-peats, that Caleros may retire. It would be smart. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean the, think of the a better only... way to go out? No, and you guys are right, but – how I, I don't know what his financial situation is like. You know, he makes pretty good money in the CFL. So, well, the yeah, thing is, but no, that would be other opportunities for him outside of playing in the CFL as well. Because he's a good yeah, football no, mind. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um, I, I He's getting long in the tooth, and he's been a all-star forever, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bryant's done after this year in the O-line. So, And he's looked a bit slower this year, too. And uh, who else? That Patty Newfeld from uh, from Saskatchewan. Uh, he's uh, he's pretty long in the tooth, too. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be some turnover eventually. Okay. So, uh Charles, do you think Bo Levi Mitchell's going to go to a different team? And if so, which one? Not this season. I think if there's any chance of him moving, it would be in the off season. Um, maybe he's a free agent. I wouldn't year. rule. I wouldn't rule out Saskatchewan. Although I still, to me, that sounds like a long shot. I think if he went anywhere, it would probably be back east. Uh, but I don't know, maybe Will's right, because I think he's injured too, and I think he's possibly injured uh, to the point of no return, and maybe he does retire at the end of this season, because I remember he got that injury, his shoulder injury, a few years ago uh, against the Lions. He has never been the same quarterback since then. And you just watch him even this year, and he's got no arms. Uh, there's nothing on his passes. They're lame ducks. They float. And I just don't know if he's got uh, anything left in him. And I'm not saying that to be insulting or anything. I just think that um, he's got an injury that was worse than first uh, thought, and he's just not the same player he's going to be. Okay. I just heard a funny beep in there. I just had to go check to make sure that we're still all online. 
Um, I yeah, heard no, it too. But, I mean, that was that was my take on it too. Is I, I think Bo is going to stay in Calgary. He's going to retire a Calgary Stampeder, and his his legacy as he wants to do it. He's always talked about this legacy in Calgary. You don't get a legacy in Calgary by going and spending one or two years in Regina. You just don't, right? That's I mean, Leroy that was Simon. The, the absolute, that's the, the worst thing G-Roy did, okay? Yeah, it's just, it's not a good thing. You just, if you, if you want to be known as one of the best in Calgary, you have to stay in Calgary. Just that's just my personal opinion, but you know, shit happens. Okay, um, so yeah, I don't think he's he's not going anywhere this year. He's with Calgary till the end of the season. His contract is up. Does Calgary renew it? That is going to be the one thing that Will keeps saying though is that he's injured. He's injured. He's injured. He's hurt. Um, I agree with that. I'm not, by the disagree- way. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just want to know why it's a fucking secret. Why well, I don't think No, my thought process is this. Okay, if Bo Levi Mitchell is, I don't know, three quarters of, of what he used to be, it's probably the best one-two combination in the CFL, and people should be scared if he comes in. But I'm sitting here saying... Don't be scared of him because I haven't seen anything impressive from him. He can't find yeah. his way out of a wet paper bag. But but well, not- I mean I, I don't I don't want to say anything, guys. But let's go backwards for a second. Bo Levi Mitchell lost to the BC Lions forty-one forty, and he wasn't and he did not play well. Okay, so so I'm just saying. So, is he? Is he? Could he be passable if the rest of the team is playing really well? You never know. But I don't think he'll see the field again. There's something going on. And you know what? This week was the first time he has opened his mouth since he hasn't been the starter. And if you see, the thing is for me, if Bo Levi Mitchell, one thing that CJ will agree with me on is Bo Levi's always been a mouthpiece. And if he thought he could start on this team, his lifts would be flapping fucking overtime. Trust me. Well, I I, I heard he's been insanely humble you about don't it. Take, you, don't, you don't take an eight-year starter's starting roll away just like that, okay? You don't do it. Obviously, there's something wrong. No, I think I think he's been fairly humble about it. Um, I'm saw in his one interview he said he wants to that's be the best franchise. That's never been a word you use with Bo Levi. Sorry. I, no, I agree. No, the reason It's the reason I like him so much. Okay? Like the reason why I like Rodgers? He's an arrogant prick? Are you talking about me, Rudy? Um... <laughs> No, he's talking NFL. We don't talk NFL on this show. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah. What were you saying, TJ? Okay. Anybody else want to say anything about Bo Levi Mitchell, or can we move on here? 
Well, I'll go quick. I haven't went. I I think what you guys are saying could happen, and I think like should. I think he should stay in Calgary. It'd be stupid for him not to. But I think it sounds like Will watched a bit of that Rod Peterson show talking about him or whatever. There's some okay. So there's something wrong with his shoulder, and it's obviously it's a career and an injury. When he throws the ball, he he's got like Charles said, it's a bunch of lame ducks. Uh, there's something wrong with his arm, and that's all. That's what he's always been known for. He he's got a he, when he was good, he has a rocket for an arm. You know, he'd throw deep touchdown passes and be pushing or pointing at his arm to the other team's uh, fan base. Anyway, I, I I just think he's too he's too much of a competitor and an athlete, and he's too young to just like walk away like that. Like I I a hundred percent could see him signing in Saskatchewan. I'm not saying it'll go well. It probably won't go well. Just to just to have that opportunity to try showing Calgary that you guys fucked up, and yeah, he he could be kind. Of, again, I doubt it'll happen. But what if he goes to Saskatchewan and wins a Grey Cup? Then he's got a few Grey Cups in Calgary, one in Saskatchewan, and he's a legend in uh, both both cities. You know, he, he's not going to sign with some shitty team, um, because yeah, he's not an idiot. He's gonna he's gonna go where the money is. Or, or he becomes a you know a quarterback coach, or he even he could be a guy on the TSN panel whenever he wants. Well, that's all you I don't got. Don't fucking on punish. I, don't punish us. Well, that's what they're saying. Like uh, that's all I got on it. But no, I, I don't think he should. But I I could see him signing in. Oh, nowhere but Saskatchewan, really. I mean, maybe Toronto, but I doubt it. Ottawa. He's going to Ottawa. If he moves to Calgary, he's going to Ottawa. To get paid a bunch of money to suck? Well, the thing is, if he he went to to not suck, then he'd go to Winnipeg or BC. But Winnipeg or BC don't need him. No, but you got to realize that, though, about the Saskatchewan thing. Like, in Saskatchewan... I, it might arguably, I don't even know if it's arguable. In Saskatchewan, you can probably make the most money in the CFL off the field. Like in Toronto, in Toronto and Montreal and BC, they don't give a shit about you off the field. Like just advertising and whatnot. You could make so much money with that shit in Saskatchewan. If that's what it's about. But again, he could just realize that his arm's fucked and retire, which he probably should do. Which is kind of sad, really, because he... You know, he's how old is he? Will thirty two? Like I, he's not three. I wish I, I don't. Yeah, like, I don't want him to. Retire. It'd be nice to see him play a few more years of football, but I just don't think he can anymore. Do, do I think he'll try to? Yeah, he's a competitor. <clears throat> I don't, and I, and if and if he goes to Saskatchewan, I don't think Calgary or their fans are gonna hate him. They'll hate him while he's in Saskatchewan, but once he retires, it, 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 hey, you want him Grey Cups? Like people in Winnipeg don't hate Andrew Harris because he signed in Toronto. If anything, they hey. actually hate the team for not re-signing him, which was a smart move to not re-sign him. Anyway, that's all I got. Okay, Riders suspend quarterback Jake Dogala. One game. Why? DUI. 
Guy gets an impaired charge, is arrested, tells his team, the team suspends him. I, I'm torn on this one. I don't disagree with what's happening. I'm just surprised that Saskatchewan did that. I mean, since when? Since when did they do this? I mean, they had Ash Smith was arrested for um, aggravated assault, criminal assault, which is a serious felony. And they didn't reach a hero. They kept him going. They spent really the game for DUI. DJ, you have like a None of us can like hear you What's at all. Very what? How can I be staticky? I don't know. You said you're breaking up. Well, I don't know. Charles is at the bottom of the well. Nothing's changed here. Hmm. What? Nothing's changed here. Yeah, I can hear Will clear, but... Yeah, I can hear everybody clear except for CJ. He sounds like really... Uh... No, if you, like, oh, listen to this show after, you won't know. what he says. Wait, I'll stop talking. But I just don't think the riders watch. Why are they all of a sudden not morals? It's wrong. Carl, go ahead. <laughs> well, to be honest, I think he told me to go ahead, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, um, uh, I'm going to applaud them finally for doing the right thing because, um, you know, that's not something that they've uh, done over the years. But um, you know what? I'm thinking that uh, at least a portion of the reason they did this is because of Garrett Marino. They took so much heat uh, after they took really a lot of inactivity on Garrett Marino. I kind of think this almost gave them a do-over to, you know, we've got a guy here, he did something wrong, let's suspend him, let's show people that we can actually do this uh, the right way. And because I think they were afraid that if they didn't, uh, they were going to get hammered again in the media like they did with Garrett Marino. I don't know if that's completely a fact, but, I mean, it makes sense to me because the the M.O. of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, even going back more than a few years, is that they kind of look away when stuff like this happens. But this time they actually came down on the player and came down on him quickly. So I applaud them for doing that. Um because they actually did do the right thing. So I'm going to give them the benefit and out and say, good job, this is uh, what you should have done. So I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, go. I don't think CJ's there. And I think we might have lost him. Yeah, maybe. I agree with Charles. Um, I'm glad they did it. Uh, if you remember, shit, who was it? Three, four years ago, just after the well, Kenny, playoffs, I think Charles. 
I just I think Charleston Hughes got charged with drunk driving or DUI. Yep. And they didn't. And they yeah, did nothing. They did nothing. And to I him. don't. I don't even know if he got convicted. To be honest with you, um, but they still did nothing. So, and they normally don't do anything. So I, I tend to totally agree with everything Charles has said. I think that's the reason they did it, and uh, good on them. Um, but once again, you know, I'm sure you'll get people out there who'll say it wasn't enough. And you know what? People make mistakes. He has to sit out for a game, loses a game check or whatever. Hey, you know what? It's not like he killed anybody. Sorry. And people make mistakes, and they should be. uh, It seems that we're in a totally forgiving society, so I think he should be forgiven too. So there you go. That's my take on it. Yeah, and, you know, for me, (laughs) I – I, I don't know. I didn't really expect nothing less. Like, um, not to pump my own team up or anything, but I don't know if the Bombers kind of kind of set the standard for that last year with uh, suspending Lawler before the league stepped in. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I have heard rumblings that, like, if stuff like this, shit like this is happening in the league, the CFL would start stepping in, and they said they would last year if the Bombers didn't do something already. So... You never know. The league could come in and give them an even bigger suspension, even though it's not like this guy is one of their star players or anything. But, no, man, people make mistakes. Um, You know, God forbid, like, you're happy that didn't happen or anything. But, um, you know, he got a Dewey, and hopefully he learned some that, or he could have, uh, you know, he could have killed someone. Then he'd be uh, not playing football anymore in jail. So, um I don't know. It's not like these guys are making millions, you know. Some jobs, most jobs, you get a DUI, you're not going to get fired from it. You just better be able to find a way to still get to it. But, um, no, I think they handled it fine. So that's all I got on it. So can you hear me again? Barely. Not great. What's the matter? Well, it sounds like it was getting a little bit better there. I don't know what happened. I don't know either. We heard that. Yep. Who Okay, it's not better anymore. I'm going to bed. What? Oh, oh. <laughs> did, did he just say I'm going to bed? I don't know what he said. Yeah. I yeah, couldn't I tell. Like I said, I think he should get out of his truck, stand on the roof, and do the hokey pokey. Left foot in, right foot out, shake it all about, do the hokey pokey. What do you think, CJ? Y-M-C-A. Okay. I don't know. What's next? Brian Burnham. Charles, oh. take over the show. I don't feel like doing it anymore. You know what? You're much better all of a sudden. I'm much better all of a sudden. Yes, I can actually understand what you're saying. Finally. You are. Yes, you are. 
Yeah, say the DJ, say the segment, and we'll see if you sound like shit or not, or if it's fixed. Say the what? Say, say like, like, read the segment that we're on. The segment which one? The rider suspend quarterback kid Or you want to talk about the beat? No, Andrew going to play star receiver Ryan Perm on a six-game injured list after he suffered a fractured wrist. How will this affect the playoff game aspirations of the BC Lions? Well, we can right. understand what you're Yeah, I can I understand, understand you a bit better. It doesn't sound good, but we can understand what you're saying now. Yeah. Choppy. Well, I'm really disappointed because I thought I had won something by being a truck. I want to be in my truck. Since it was working, I'm happy with it. It's not working anymore. I don't know what the fuck to do now. Well, you are better than you were a little while ago, at least. We can pretty much understand what you're saying. It's a little bit choppy, but it's better than it was. I honestly think the internet sucks right now, so I'm going to do about that. So, go ahead and talk about Brian Burnham. Well, this is a really tough one here with Brian Burnham because, um, you know what, he's one of the, if not the premier receiver in the CFL, and this is now the second time this year he's lost to a substantial injury. Uh, in this game, he came down hard and fractured his wrist. And that likely means he's probably done for the season at this point. I mean, there's a possibility he could sneak back in in the playoffs, I think. But uh, outside of that, it's probably unlikely. We'll see him again. It's too bad because he's had injuries. Uh, he just came back from injury about uh, something like three or four weeks ago. And was looking good uh, in the games, uh, was struggling a little bit on last Saturday, but the whole team was, and then he just comes down and uh, fractures his wrist. So um, it's a big break, uh, big blow to the Lions, um, especially being without Nathan Rourke and relying on Vernon Adams. Uh, I think Adams, the more weapons you can give Vernon Adams, the better. But uh, that's a big loss. I mean, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. The Lions still have a very talented receiving core. And uh, they're going to have to rely on the other guys at this point. But um, it's certainly a loss because you can't lose a receiver the caliber of Brian Burnham and not have it be a loss. But with the receiving core the Lions have now, with guys like Lucky Whitehead and guys like – Keon Hatcher and um, oh shoot, Dominic Rhymes. Uh, I still think they've got enough so talent in that receiving core to uh, to get them through this. Javon Couture is another one. That's it for me. Okay. Sorry, I think you said go ahead, Will. Um, yeah, you know he what? Did. It's too bad. It's too. It's too bad. Brian Burnham hurt himself. And I mean, if you watch the play, he literally all of his weight landed on his wrist on that yep. one hand. Okay, he was up in the air and he landed on the thing. And I kind of thought there was something that was going to happen with that. Um, you know what? He's getting injured. 
a little on a, much on a regular basis. Is he getting to the point where he's too old? How old is he now? Uh, I think he's early, early 30s, I think. Early 30s, you know, once again, it's not a young man. It's a young man's game. So um, do I think, you know, like Katoy can step up? Do I think... Do I think Lucky Whitehead has the character to step up? And you know, after the last two weeks, what I think of Lucky Whitehead, so I'm going to say no. Um, But, hey, you know what? Who knows? Who knows? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But it is too bad, because once again, he is a premier receiver in the CFL. There's no doubt about that. Someone's enjoying some TV in the back. Um, yeah, you know what? Brian Burnham, thirty-two, by the way. Yeah, I'm I'm indifferent on it. Like, you know, to me, Brian Burnham, I've always thought the best receiver in the CFL. Um, but BC, to me, anyway, have, they have the best receiving core in the CFL. So, I. I if if it was a one two man pony show and you know on a different team, I think it would be a huge deal. I don't think this really is going to be that big of a deal for the Lions, other than other than his leadership. Now he kind of took over things that way when Rourke left too. Uh, that's what scares me with BC. I, I don't know having Rourke and him out. I think that's that's going to be tough to go somewhere. That's why I kind of like Calgary to to be playing Winnipeg. But um, as far as like performance and production, I don't think it'll hurt them too bad right now. But leadership, hundred <clears throat> percent. So can you guys hear me now? Still pathetic. Uh, so it's I better. Who knows how it would have went if we would have had Rourke, blah, blah, blah. 
Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't crack them for saying that. Like if, no, if, if right. one said, "Oh, if we," if you said, "Oh, if we had Rourke, we would have won the Grey Cup." Maybe I. Uh, that's a little bit ridiculous, but no. Court losing a quarterback, you're 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 fucked in this league. <laughs> like. 100%. I mean, if you want to have a debate right now, who would be the MOP for the year? I'm not sure anybody could have given an argument to Rourke. But Rourke's injured right now, and it it, it has to fall to Calero. Yes. Yeah. Just smoking him in numbers. Just annihilating him in, in numbers. So, you know, it, 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 it was a big blow to lose him. Let's, let's face facts. But losing Brian Burnham is, is as Jimmy says, I don't think it's as catastrophic as what it would be, would have been to us three years ago with Brian Burnham. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. At one time, Brian Burnham wasn't the one for receiving for it. Now, how do you know he's the number one guy? Yeah, he's actually top like fourth or fifth in yardage. Now, a lot of that is because he's been injured, but still, they've had other guys pick Will, up the Will, Will, mute your TV. Is there a gang fight going on in the background? What is that? I don't know, but, like, my ears oh. are sore. There's so much Did noise. I don't know. There's people yelling or something on TV. Okay. We've still got 20 minutes left of the show. Um, I think we've brought Brian Burnham in here. Yeah. Can we go on to talk about this humiliating uh, circumstance in uh, Ottawa? Okay. All this humiliation has the red flag the breaking point. What needs to happen to turn this franchise around? Now, this was all about uh, Santino Kibachi's, whatever his last name is, um, story that was published in Street Foundation. And he actually went, he actually a point going through the story. And I called up on, on what sucked this article. And he had eight points that were really good. He talked football, he talked about the team, he talked about the organization and all the things that, you know, they're doing wrong and whatever else. Then he went on to talk for the next five paragraphs on how upset the fans are and how the fans deserve better and how the fans are going to leave in droves if, uh, if the team doesn't do anything and on and on. Excuse me. This is not what reporters are supposed to do. You're supposed to talk with You start talking about what the fans like or what the fans should be feeling or anything else. You're destroying a franchise. You don't have the right to tell fans what they should think about their team. Now, yeah, there's some people that are destroying, but there are some people that are still serious hardcore fans. And if you turn it off, we're going to end up losing your fan base. I 
free with what's going on in Edmonton where everybody is going on and on and on about the fucking name change. Get over it already. I hate it with the passion. I'm so sick of hearing that. about that. Right? So shut the fuck up already. You don't talk about things that are going to destroy your franchise. Now, Edmonton's franchise is a long and proud history. Ottawa does not. Ottawa's got deep roots in football, but they've lost their team, what, two? Three times? Twice. Twice they lost it. The Red, red Blacks and the Red... No, the Renegades were in Montreal. No, no, the Renegades were, were Ottawa. Yeah, the Renegades for Ottawa. That's right. And you find the football team that looks you haven't gone through some hard times, but this is where you boost your fans up. This is where you want to, you know, give them the pep talks. You want to support your team. You want to get through all that stuff. You know, sport supporter telling fans that they should be staying away from any they should test the management, the team, and they, you, you, fuck off. I'm sorry. I, I really have a problem with a sports reporter trying to do that. And he's a, I don't expect anything else from Three Nation, but be a sports reporter. Don't try to be a national inquirer guy. It, it, it bothers the shit out of me. So, anyhow, Charles, what did you think of this article, and what's your position on it? Well, first of all, you called the guy a um, a sports reporter. He's not. He's a three-down nation guy. I don't know if I consider those guys reporters, because half the time they're going out and they're um, they're going out and they are um, yeah, they're so-called reporters, they're, um, what, they're, they're editorializing, they're giving their opinion, they're not really reporting on facts, they're thinking, they're basically saying what they think they should do. Um, the, they just, um, having said that, I understand the frustration that uh, Ottawa probably has and the fans probably have, I understand that, but you know what? It's pro sports. Your team's going to have some bad years, and they're going to have bad stretches. It's not just just always one bad year, and then it's going to be good the next year. That's not how it works. Uh, How many years did the BC Lions go um, in between their first and second breakup? Something like 21? And many of those years, they didn't make the playoffs? So, I mean, you're going to have bad stretches, and... You know what? As a fan, uh, sometimes you've got to put up with it. It it sucks to do it, but sometimes it's part of the actual um, it's part of the actual um, season. So yeah, you're gonna have to go through with it. So um, the frustration is there. I get you're gonna frustration, but honestly, I don't think you. Um, uh, you, you abandon your team. Now, having said that, I think that the um, um, I think that the Red Blacks do need some some changes, and I we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think one of the biggest changes they need is I think they need a coaching overhaul. I just don't think that uh, La Police is the guy that's going to get it done for you. I, I I just don't think so. He wasn't good. He wasn't good in. Um, Winnipeg, and 
he hasn't impressed me at all in Ottawa. So I think that's where they need to go. But um, uh, this is another almost sensationalized article by um, Three Down Nation, and they do that, uh, you know, more often than they should. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it just frustrates me when when you know, it's more harm than good. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's, I'm, I'm happy we have an Ottawa team. I don't want to win a bad in the East again. Right. right? We don't want to lose well, the team. We, we, want to, we want to expand our league, not control. So why are you trying to hurt franchise? It doesn't make sense to me, especially one that you're a fan of. This, this, you know, and, and the funny thing is, or the thing that I think is hilarious, he's the self-appointed uh, Ottawa Red Blacks authority. He doesn't even live in fucking Canada. He lives in Brazil. Yeah. Great, so I'm going to put yeah. a lot of stock into what he says. It, it, it just blows my mind that anybody would take him seriously. And yet, so many people think that he's just the authority on the Ottawa Red Fire. He writes for Three Down Nation. Well, fuck off. I turned him Yeah, I hope it goes to a few teams at least. Yeah, I saw that. The only, only Brazilian CFL reporters. <laughs> um, Is that where Three Down Nation has to go to get the reporters because they can't find anyone else here that wants to do anything with them? Maybe. But you know what? They are, as much as I don't always like Three Down Nation, they are, they still do get the media passes and stuff, eh? Like, they are considered, they still are considered legit, even though they shouldn't be. That's mainly because the mainstream media doesn't give them the proper coverage, so they're looking for anyone they can. Great, man. is they are consistently and actually put articles on a daily basis. If we didn't have three foundation articles to talk about, we wouldn't have a hell of a lot to talk about in the CFL. True. So, yeah, I, I have to give them credit because they are at least putting in material, whether it's any good or not, or whether it's just pure garbage. Uh, at least we have something to talk about and talk about and, and discuss. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the National Inquirer has got more credibility than these. Which, and with, with you saying that stuff, CJ, the thing I laugh at is, and by the way, I thought the article was actually pretty good, other than the last part of it when they're, you know, talking about... It, 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 was, a good, it was a good article. Yes, yeah. But anyway, um, exactly what you said about them kind of shitting on it and, you know, you don't want to see Ottawa lose a team. And I, and I feel bad for their fans, you know, like there's ebbs and flows with a season. You're going to have highs and lows, you know, like a, a true sports fan has to realize that. Now... You should be able to at least crack one or two home wins a season, uh, and they haven't for a couple of years now. But anyway, with all that being said, I'm surprised they great shit like that when these three down guys, from like what I see for the most part, like this is their full time job. 
it's not something they just do for fun. Like, if the, if the CFL went, those guys, I think, would be out of jobs. So, well, yeah, I'd be a little scared. There's not a hope in hell that they make enough money off of these articles to do a full-time job. I mean, these guys all have jobs. I mean, you talk okay, about John well, okay. Hodge, you talk about Santino. The only one that may be using this as a full-time job is uh, John Well, uh, um, I'm thinking of Dunk, but, yeah, you're probably right. But Dunk, it definitely it is Dunk's full-time job. Like, that's all he does is he covers football. Well, yeah, he runs that site. Yeah. Well, and he does a lot with, uh, oh, boy, what's the shit league called? Canada West or whatever, football. He covers that type of stuff a lot, too. But, yeah. Well, yeah. Did you both chance to read this article? Do you have an opinion on, on that game or on I do have an opinion. Okay. Um you know what? Okay. Ottawa has been in the CFL since two thousand and fourteen, okay? Yeah. They've won a they've won a great cup. Yeah, they've been in another. They've been in another Grey Cup. Okay, they're two more, I think. Uh, I think two. Yeah, that's right. And they're already a quarter of the way to Saskatchewan's winning winning cups. Okay, Saskatchewan's got four. They've got one. What the fuck are they complaining about? Nobody, nobody in Ottawa has had a twenty-eight year drought like the bombers nobody in ottawa's had a whatever the 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 tie catcher so right so i i i think you know if i'm an ottawa fan i'm pretty happy just saying well and, and maybe and maybe for, you're maybe well great for anybody to say anything different, they're wrong, okay? Because, I mean, once again, they got rid of Desjardins in 2019. They're still trying to figure it out, and I think they will. And once they do, they'll go back to winning, I'm sure. I still think I still think they got a good base right now. So we'll see what happens. Go ahead. I was going to say, and... Maybe maybe Will's right. Like their fans, this is just three down talking, you guys. Like their fans can't be that pissed off. Like I I, I want them to do well because Ottawa is one of the few teams, uh, especially in the East, where it looks like they have a pretty damn good fan base that's supported and going to games. Like yeah. you see some of these Edmonton fans talking on Twitter. They're like people are telling them to show up and they're giving them cheap tickets and free tickets and deals on tickets and there's people in Edmonton they're saying why would I go to the game and watch something I know the outcome of it's like well Ottawa hasn't won a home in two years and they get more fans than I don't know a lot of teams in the CFL quite frankly you know you know once again here here's a perfect example guy Look at look at a guy like Rudy. He's still a fan. 
and for for most of his life, the Bombers have sucked badly. Yeah, yep. but right. yeah, you're but still a fan, right? I've always yeah, but Will, I I played high level yeah, but sports what? growing up, and I I understand sports. Yeah, I I understand sports, and I grew up watching them. You know, like my my first game was in two thousand five. And I'd say around 2011, I, I became like a pretty big fan. That that that's just sports, though. Like I'm an Ottawa Senators fan too. They're they're terrible right now. They've been terrible since 2017. Um, and now, now with that being said, I kind of feel for the people who live in the city of Ottawa because they haven't had a good sports team to watch since 2017 when the Senators were good. And when were the Red Blacks last good, you guys? It was either 16 or 17. Seventeen. Sixteen, I think. They they were in the Grey Cup at eighteen. They lost to Calgary. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, they haven't really seen they haven't really seen good sports in that city since twenty eighteen. But um, yeah, it's part of being a sports fan, and I I don't. That's that's what I mean, though. There's a difference between your casual fan and a true fan, like. You know the Toronto Maple Leafs. They always suck. They could, they could, they could not win a hockey game for the next five years, and they'd fill that barn every night. Like it just, it just depends, you know. Like, um, and even the Riders, like they've actually lost some fans, but every year, no matter what, if they're good or shitty, they usually have pretty good support. <clears throat> yep. Which that whole Edmonton thing actually pisses me off. Like I don't, I really don't think Edmonton Elk slash Eskimo fans are that good. Yeah, it's a storied franchise, but ever since COVID, like I don't know. I could be wrong. I've looked into some numbers. Their attendance doesn't even look that bad. It's just whenever you see a damn game there on TV, it looks like there's about fourteen people there. Whatever, I'll see for myself. <laughs> I know, I know, and I and I got to take that into consideration. But and that's still what looks happens like no when one you put 25,000 people in a 60,000-seat stadium. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah. But do you think there's even 25,000? Like, I went, I bet you there's no more well, than 15,000 well, well, people. Well, Rudy, when you, go to the game in, when you go to the game in October, there will be about 14 fans there because it'll be too cold to have any other kind of fans there. So. Yeah, and that, that's when it's in uh, the top. That's when they're doing the double header with the Golden Bears. The stadium is freezing. He doesn't want a home game all year. Why would you go? Yeah. Yeah. Charles, can you could you go ahead? I'm gonna close out the show. It's over. This has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 504. The host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we talked football. We ran out of the time. We didn't finish our uh, itinerary or agenda or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, have a good evening. Carl, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will talk to you uh, next week. Enjoy this weekend's games. There's four of them. Four games. Yes, finally. Pretty. Yeah, night, night, everyone. It was a good show. It was great talking to all you guys again, and uh, enjoy the games this weekend. <clears throat> hey, William.
Good night, everybody. Hey, isn't 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 CG going to be amazed and mortified next year when Bo Levi Mitchell is the starting quarterback in DC? Good night, everybody. No thanks. That's that's funny. Nobody wants him here.